Welcome to the Gil and Brenda podcast as we share tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Listen for the action steps at the end, and now let's get to it. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you today. Uh, we are happy to again present to you tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Who are we? Oh, as always, I love those tingles. Who who are we? Gil and Brenda. Stewart. Renowned uh, people. I don't know. <laughs> Who are we? Renowned. <laughs> hey, nice. we are in. How about a, a hound? Renowned hound and whatever. We are in a series called Hide and Seek. Uh, there's four parts to this series. We were going to talk about identity, connection, trust, and vulnerability. And it's those are really four aspects uh, attributes, I guess, of a relationship that are really powerful. And, and the common thread between all these, Gil, I think, are belief and commitment. Yeah, because if I really believe that we're all in on this, then I'm not going to have a problem committing. Mm-hmm. You know, But if there's a doubt or there's something with regards to who I am, you and I connecting, there's something to do with trust or mistrust, vulnerability or hiding... I may not believe, and therefore, I may have a problem committing. So these really are four components of a very strong relationship. So today, we're going to dive into the issue around connection. I always like to start with the definition of connection because we have to all be on the same page, right? So one definition I found of connection is the action of linking one thing to another. So the idea that we want to be connected in our relationship would be the idea that that we are connected together, we're linked together. And I think I think a lot of us in the beginning of our relationship started out really connected. We'll have the rose-colored glasses on, we're in love, you can't do anything wrong. Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you and can. when that reality hits, then disconnection happens. Right, because I think in all relationships, whether they are, you know, coworkers, your children, your mother-in-law, you know, whatever it might be, but especially husbands and wives, significant others, connection, like you said, Brenda, does start off very strong. Because there's an attraction. There's, you know, I, I like how you smell. I like how you look. I like how you walk. Boy, there's a story. Yeah, how did we connect, Brenda? Because you were checking out how I walked down yeah, the hallway. Yeah, you kind of waddled. Yeah, no, I, I was, <laughs> it was a bow-legged John Wayne thing. Yeah, you. so we connected over that, right? I'm yeah. sure. Okay, sure. Okay. So, but but that connection can, ten, can, can, that connection can dwindle. It can drift. It can, it can mm-hmm. detach rather than attach in a linking sort of manner that we both really enjoyed. So, which brings us to the definition of disconnection, disconnection, which is the state of being isolated or detached. Wow. How many people that we talk to, um, you know, in your counseling practice and as we coach couples, how many couples are feeling isolated in the relationships? It's Mm -hmm. just amazing. So they're detaching from one another, Mm -hmm. which then terminates the connection. And it's the very thing they don't want. Right. But right. It's, something's getting in the way of the connection. Right. So what I'd like to talk about is let's talk about the things that bring on disconnection because I think we're all guilty of them at some level. And then at the end, I'd like to talk about what, do, what does it look like for a couple that's experiencing the connection? Yeah, I like that. 
Okay. I like that. So let's start with the downer and end with the an upper. Up, an upper. <laughs> so, this is we're not selling drugs here. No. Yeah. So, so what are some of the attributes of being disconnected? I think the biggest one is selfishness. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. am so self-absorbed. I'm only looking out for myself because that is really the crux of most problems is self-centeredness. And it's driven by fear mm. because I'm not going to get what I want. And so I have to fight for it. I have to get selfish. I have to do something to protect myself. And therefore, by doing that, I disconnect and forget about the other person, I begin to then lack emotional empathy and understanding because I want you to see it my way. And then it can then begin to dwindle into blaming you and or shaming myself. Okay, so I understand the lacking emotional empathy or understanding because we can be so self-absorbed. I am so caught up in my emotions. I can't, there's no way I can relate or do I want to relate to what you're going through, right? And so being able to sit in it with you with that empathy or even vaguely trying to understand, because why would I try to understand if I think you're wrong, right? (laughs) So I understand the lacking of emotional empathy and understanding, but this blaming and shaming, explain, give me an example of that. Well, if I don't feel like I am being heard, I don't feel like I can... uh, know that I'm secure in the relationship and that you are paying attention to me in a way, then I'm going to start looking for it maybe in a very negative fashion. Thus, why not connect by trying to blame the other person? It sounds kind of repulsive. Mm. It's counterintuitive Mm -hmm, to the other mm -hmm. person. Why would I want to get close to you if all I'm doing is blaming you for the problem? Mm. And so it's it's, it's a very... It's a silly act to think that by blaming you that you're actually going to change your actions. Well, if that doesn't work, then I will begin to shame myself. Like, woe is me. Oh, boy. It's kind of like the Eeyore complex from, you know, Christopher Robin from, you know, Disney. And and in that place, then I think that I can't get anything right. And so why would you want to connect with me? Because now I have become inaccessible because I'm always wrong and I have a very negative view so of myself. So you have like an Eeyore complex of yourself. Yeah. 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 So if I can't get it by blaming you, then I'm going to shame myself and hope that you feel sorry for me? That, that again, is totally I, yeah. backwards. Yeah, and I don't want to connect with someone that's doing that because then you're going to suck me into your Eeyore-ism. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. It's a, it's a loop. Yeah, and if yeah. I get stuck in that loop, then it doesn't come. It doesn't turn into a connection that's positive. It turns into a loop that is negative, and then we both suffer by disconnecting. Because I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be a part of being blamed. I don't want to be a part of feeling shame when I'm in your presence. So now we distance, we disconnect, we isolate, we drift, we drift. See how yeah, that works? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So what about the idea, this is kind of in the selfishness lane, but the idea of protecting yourself in a relationship brings disconnection. So why would somebody protect themselves? Because they're hiding. From what? Themselves and the one that they really want to be close to. Hmm. Because if, if I want to connect and I'm not willing to, so to say, let down my guard hmm. and be connectable then I'm going to probably present this blame, shame, anger, uh, 
controlling, you know, these, these things that try to, you know, get you to come close to me, but then I protect myself because if I get too close to you, then uh, it's out of my control. And, yeah. and so then yeah. I'm, I'm actually hiding my true feelings, which then makes me even more unconnectable. Right. Yeah. Because I don't you want... really, because you can't trust me. Right. I don't, I don't want to be close to you. Yeah. So there's a thought that, that comes, um, uh, from the Gottman Institute, uh, where they research and they talk about this concept of turning toward or turning away. Mm-hmm. So what I want you guys to do, uh, if you're not driving, so if you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel, but if you're not, <laughs> if you could, or if you're at a stop sign or whatever, but if you're, if you're at home listening to this, I want you to, I want you to hold up both of your hands in front of you with the palms facing each other about, I don't know, maybe 10, 10, 10 inches apart, okay? In this case, turn the palms away from you facing outward. Turning toward, move your hands and pivot them so that both palms face each other. That's turning, that is turning toward one another. Now, if somebody is trying to connect with you and you both turn, you are now having the opportunity to begin the first phase of connection because now you are available. However, if you got a bad attitude or if you don't trust the person or if you're isolated or you're shaming or you're blaming, one of you or not possibly both of you are turning away. So in that case, turn the palms opposite directions and actually then move your hands apart. Now you are turning away and disconnecting and disconnecting yeah. so the concept is turn toward or turn away and one person could still be turning toward but the other person turns away so then it's all yeah turning away there's disconnection because to get the connection you, you both have to be facing each you, other you both have to be present yes and yeah. if if one of you turn away because you you got your heart hurt or you know you you're being a knucklehead or <laughs> something and you turn away and the other person remains for the person who remains don't be snarky don't be prideful remain calm <laughs> don't chase and approachable and approachable don't chase that person because there might be a reason there that they might be turning away you might need to make sure you stay connectable and remain present okay so turn toward turn away stay present to stay connected okay yeah yeah so you know a lot of couples that come to us they'll say we're having a communication problem and most of the time, it's not a communication problem. It's a connection problem. So <laughs> what's the word that you came up with? Well, it was a podcast that we did <laughs> yeah. in episode whatever it was of season one where we called it Connectication. Right. It is the combination of communication and connection. Therefore, Connectication. But today we're talking about connection. So communication, we usually say, is in the head. Getting through logistics. Can you stop by the store on the way home? Can you pick up Tom at practice or whatever? Connection drops down from the head to the heart level. That's where connection happens. It's more emotional. Yes. It's more of those, you know, kind of what they refer to as meta emotions. I actually, they're very slight. They can be mm-hmm. actually nonverbals. They don't necessarily have to be spoken. It's a tone. It's a look. It's a mood. Oh, my Ooh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's cold and, in here. Oh, is it cold in here? Sometimes someone could be 
Like the wife can be in their head and the husband can be in their heart and then they're missing each other. And so many times that's what's happening. And when, when there's, you know, friction or, or arguments that start, it's like people are totally missing that connection component. So let's just flip the page now for a minute. So what is a couple who's experiencing uh, when they're connecting? What are they experiencing? So what's it like when, yeah. they're, when they're actually connecting? Well, I, I think you guys may be connecting and not even realize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that would be good. That would be that really would be good. good. Yeah. Or we can improve it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can always learn. We can always improve. So, what is it like when a couple is connecting? You know, what are they experiencing? Well, first off, back to you know turning toward and turning. You know, you know they're approachable. They're present. Mm-hmm. They're approachable. You know, they don't have their arms crossed. They're not looking out the window the other direction with kind of a. <laughs> you know, nonverbal, yeah. Yeah. they're going, okay, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm open. Mm-hmm. So they're approachable. They're available. I make time for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm available. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm putting the phone down. I'll, I'll turn putting, off the phone. Yeah. I'll, I'll turn off the TV. I'll, I'll turn off the video game. Um, you know, in the old fashioned days, it would be, I'll put the newspaper down. Does anybody do that anymore? Uh, maybe. Does anybody pick it up? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. So not only am I approachable, but I'm available. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I, back to that point, I'm present. Mm-hmm. How you know? I'm here to listen. Really, you know, not with an agenda. Mm-hmm. Then finally, I'm accessible, meaning I actually am taking in what you're saying. I'm not distancing. I'm actually leaning in. Mm. I'm leaning forward. I'm actually saying, I want to hear what you say. You are valuable to me, so I am accessible to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Would you add more? Well, I think part of that is what's going on in that person and how they need to be secure in themselves and the relationship. And they're not getting caught up in you know the selfishness and blame and all the stuff of what we were talking about earlier about disconnection that... You know, I think even though they may not feel secure in themselves in the relationship, sometimes you have to act that way and then the feelings come. Sometimes the feelings drag behind. So you need to do what's right for the relationship. And that is always to be approachable, available, and accessible. I really like where you're going with that, Brenda, because to be secure, I mean, obviously the the opposite is to be insecure. Mm-hmm. And that may actually be your issue. And for whatever reason, as we say, that might be something down in your basement, you know, the substructure of who you are as a person, Mm -hmm. you know, a belief, a value, an attitude or whatever that, oh, I'm, you know, I'm insecure. Well, in a way, I just got to say lovingly to people, get over yourself. (laughs) You know, really, uh, you want their relationship and and you're going to protect yourself by being insecure. Really? Well, Well, especially if that insecurity came from family of origin stuff something that happened to you when you're a kid kind of transposes into the present. And we're going to talk more about that when we talk about vulnerability, but it's like, you know, what, what is the current relationship? Right, like? right. And I don't mean to be harsh with y'all to say, get over yourself. But what I, what I'm in, what I'm implying here is, is here's an opportunity because in a way, marriage is the last best chance to grow up, mm-hmm. to mature emotionally. You may be a, a brain surgeon and a very intelligent stockbroker or, you know, a CPA or, or, or an engineer. Somebody who's really got a lot of intelligence, way more than me. But emotionally, what's up? You know, lean into it. Don't fear the thing that you need. That would be counter productive. Mm-hmm. So in a way, 
build the security. And again, that's one little thing at a time. So, bottom line is, if you want to connect, you got to get over yourself. I think so. I think so. I think so. We all need to do that at some level. (laughs) Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I took. We're talking to ourselves. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, like over in the corner, mumbling to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No. So, what? What are? What are other things that a couple would be experiencing when they're connecting? Well, I think a big one that we talk about a lot is being vulnerable with each other. And so many people think that is a sign of weakness when you're vulnerable, but that is really a sign of strength. And that, Gil, I know when you're vulnerable to me, um, even in your manhood or manly things that society or culture says men are supposed to do, um, (laughs) when you share that vulnerable side of you that maybe you're not doing what you feel you should it just it's endearing to me because honestly you're not being a poser you're being honest with me and if i know that there's a a weak spot in who you are uh and you're vulnerable enough to share that with me as your wife i want to know that so i can help protect that because i know you're not perfect and I'm not either, and I'm I'm speaking to the ladies too that we need to be vulnerable with our husbands, um, and and safety has to be a huge part of that. I think that's what helps with connectability is for you to be safe with each other. Yeah, and and I think in the in the in the segments that we're going to talk about trust and vulnerability to follow, mm-hmm. we're going to elaborate even on this even more. But by that bold act of vulnerability, that creates connection. Someone has to take the first step. And that sometimes can be scary, Mm -hmm. but it is an act of boldness and courage. And as soon as the ice is broken, so to say, the connection gets stronger because now the defenses can come down, the walls can come down, and I can actually connect with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when that happens, like if, if it doesn't happen all the time for couples to be vulnerable and even approachable, available, or accessible, when it does happen... I think you guys need to call it out in each other in a positive way. Wow, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. That must have been really hard. Or, wow, I can't. I just so appreciate that when I need to talk to you about something that you're available. So when it does happen, please remember to call it out because that's, you know, that's we're validation. encouraging. Yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of other things, a couple other things that a couple would be experiencing if they're connecting and, and they are, they're actually turning toward one another, not away. And even more so, they're not turning on each other. So not only would they turn toward so show them what you're doing with so, your hands. So my hands again. Oh, you can't see it. Oh, yeah, that's right. They can't see it. This is not a video, is it? So they've turned toward, so palm to palm, about six inches away. They haven't turned away, palms away. But then they don't rise up. So rise your hands up above your head if you're not driving. And then like you're going to attack the other hand. That would be turning on one another. Mm, yeah. And that's going to drive the disconnection immediately because now... I, you're, 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 you're violent, you know, emotionally, I can't trust you. So to, they actually begin to turn toward, but then there's this intuitive thing that happens that they, they, they begin to anticipate the other person's need and without even being told because they're learning one another, the actions are very, it's actually kind of counterintuitive against the self-centeredness of disconnection. Now, intuitively, I'm turning towards you. But now the hardest part comes back with the hands. We've turned toward. 
but now what I want you to do is to kind of bend your hands at the knuckles toward one another so where now you are actually bending. The hand is bent and you've humbled yourself. This is really hard Mm -hmm. to humble yourself because when you bend, you are admitting that you have strengths and you have weaknesses. Not only have you turned toward one another, but you've actually bent the final step then is to move your hands together toward one another. Now the distance is shorter and the fingers touch. So now not only have we now begun to uh, be in sync, not only only begun to be uh, in a resonating place, but now we begin to dance where it, mm. we, we can touch. We are in, in synchronization and now we are at a deep level of connection. And that's, that's hard. Because an act of humility means I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses and therefore I'm able to show that to you and know that you won't take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. I do trust you. But it is an act of connection to turn toward, to bend, and then to touch. And that can be physical, but it is very much a deep emotional thing mm-hmm. because that is, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I want. Yeah. And that may take some practice because if you're not used to doing that and you're starting at the far end of disconnection, um, you know, to make these little shifts of turning toward each other is going to be huge. That shift of protection, I would just have to call it out because if the bending toward is an act of humility, then back to the hands, if I'm turning away, that is an act of pride. Ooh, and if yeah. it's pride, I'm going to kill myself and you when it comes to connection. And that, again, is not what we want. No, we all want connection. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Wow. So we went through the definition of disconnection, which, once again, I think it's good to know what that is so that when we're doing it, we can call it for what it is and to realize I don't want that disconnection. I want to be connected with you. And that is so important. So, and I think you know, different seasons too. We connect at different levels and it's as we continue to grow and, you know, we're empty nesting now, but it was different, you know, 10 years ago is, is the, the time involved to connect and that, uh, intentional humbling. Um, it's just, it's an ongoing thing. We're constantly learning. Yeah. Yeah. If you ain't learning, you ain't living. That's right. There you go. So we always end a podcast with action steps unless you have anything else. Yeah. Action steps. What do we need to do? So what we are suggesting, I guess they can do whatever they want, but. Well, I I mean, what do do I need to know? What do I I need to know? And then what do I need to do? I think the first thing we need to know is how do you feel when you're disconnected? Yeah. What does that look like to you? It could be depression, sad, sadness. Um, alone. Yeah. Feeling not isolated, feeling, not feeling like I'm worth anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, self-worth, good heavens, you know, yeah. you know, I don't dis- feel valued. Okay. Disconnected now. So get real with yourself. What are you feeling when you're disconnected? And then flip it. Yep. Flip it and over. Then make a list of how do you feel when you're connected? What's going on when you're connected? I know when we're connected, I have more self-confidence. I feel like I I can conquer the world. When we're disconnected, man, I can't even think straight. (laughs) So You know, as you think about that, that's that's really interesting, Brenda, because when we're connected, I feel more whimsical, more playful, Mm -hmm. more at ease, less stress. Uh, Maybe I can't conquer the world, but I can at least take on, you know, cleaning out the dishes and being helpful. That's conquering the world to me. (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah, I think you feel better about yourself when you're connected because you know that you're your spouse and hopefully your best friend is your spouse that you're on the same page and you've got each other's back. Well, you know? and I, just to reemphasize the fact that when we are connected, I'm less stressed. That's good for my health. That's good for your health. Mm-hmm. That's good for everybody's health. You know, so to be connected and to really be cognizant of staying, because I think that's one of the favoritest things. Favoritest is that a word? It is now. Uh, one of the favoritest things I I like when you when when we're going through situations is saying, I feel distance. I feel disconnection, and that 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 raises my attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Let's fix that. Back to. I'm approachable. I'm available. I'm accessible. I'm not put off with that comment. Well, and that's the beauty because we have a high level of trust between us is I can say I'm feeling disconnected and you're not taking personally. No, it's your fault. I, <laughs> it's never my fault. <laughs> I'm saying that for the sake of our marriage that yeah. I want to be connected. So Me don't, too. yeah. So, yeah. but I could see how somebody you would say, I'm feeling disconnected and somebody would go into defense, uh-huh. blame, well, it's your fault, you're working, and blah, blah, blah. No, don't do that. You've got to change it to say, you know, I'm saying this because I want to be connected. Yeah. I am not. don't want to blame anybody. So it would be really cool if you could have that conversation, which connection, is, before you're in the situation. Right, right, which leads to the last action point or homework. Not only have you written out how you feel when you're disconnected, You've written out how you feel when you are connected. Now, here's here's the question. And actually, y'all, you might need to admit to one another that this question is going to terrify you to ask one another because this is going to be a hard question. Okay, so I've set it up. I am terrified to ask you this question. Honey, here it is. How can I be more connectable as your spouse? Ooh. How can I be more connectable what as do, your spouse? What do you need for me? So that I'm more approachable, available, accessible. Yeah, yeah. Because you might think you're doing it, but you might be totally missing the mark. So what a great conversation. And when you do hit the mark, once again, I can't say this enough because there's so much negativity and negative lenses we look through that you've got to be intentional and change the the game plan sometimes of saying, doing positive things yeah, for each I, other. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I We get caught up in life and I know we miss the mark on that. So yeah, but I, you then, know, that, that's when we say, hey, I feel distant. I feel disconnected. I yeah. want, what do we need to do? You right. Know? Yeah. Right. What, do, what do I need to do? Yeah. 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 Okay. So this has been uh, episode two of the, or I guess of the series, number two, of identity, connection, trust, and vulnerability. We talked about connection today. and All uh, in, the, in, the, in the title of hide and seek. Because again, the common thread is, what do I really believe? And if I believe it, it's true, not distorted, but I believe, start believing the truth. I'm going to commit. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. And oh. you don't have to hide anymore. Right. And you're going to be seeking the other person's connection. Right. Because we all know that it boils down to one thing and one thing alone. If you ain't got the marriage. You ain't got nothing. Okay. We will see you. Next time. Next time. Okay. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Check us out at uh, gillandbrenda.com. Oh, yeah. The commercial. The commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
those of you that don't know, Gil is a licensed counselor. I'm a coach, and we work with couples all over the world uh, via virtual sessions. And uh, once again, it's just amazing how much a little bit of tweaking in your relationship of changing your dance a little bit. Could we use the word do... adjusting rather than yeah, tweaking? Yeah, tweaking's probably yeah, not legal. Yeah, you're talking legal. about drugs again. Yeah, that's What's not good. Yeah. <laughs> or we could Jeez. be aging ourselves. Maybe nobody's <laughs> doing that anymore. Okay, anyway. Y'all. Thanks again for We're listening. We're here to help. We want Thanks you to stay strong. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, glad you joined us today. Want to connect with us? Find us at gillandbrenda.com and the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today. And thank you to our producer and engineer, Corby Stevens.